0: All right, this morning, we continue on uh, uh, the subject of um, building uh, an enterprise, a successful enterprise on the earth, making use of the spiritual tools that God has given unto you. And the principal tool we are looking at in this particular teaching is the mind. For what we are looking at today is, um, what's the word? It is, what's what I'm supposed to use now? Maximizing uh, the growth opportunities in your environment by you going into a place of quietness and stillness in meditation, which is recognizing. That's the word. Our uh, growth opportunities all around you for the, the development or the success of any enterprise boils down to uh, recognizing opportunities for growth that lie right before you and maximizing those opportunities. And the tool through which you recognize those opportunities and also maximize them is called the mind. Now, to understand this, uh, the role of the mind, uh, the first thing I want to establish is this, uh, that if I, now looking at the mind as a tool given by God, now if I want to move, this high stool here from this point to that point I will make use of the tool that God has given me which are my hands and pick it up and move it to that point if I want to go to the back of the auditorium I will simply make use of the tool that God has given to me, my legs to work and get to the back of the auditorium. If I want to do certain things, I make the use of the tool, my eyes, to read, which means that God has given us tools. And so the mind also, just the way the hands are a tool to accomplish certain things, the mind also is a tool that God has given us to be able to get certain things done. And those things, when we accomplish them, are things that are considered to be impossible. I mean, a person can develop their muscles to a point where, or their biceps and triceps there, that they pick up a weight that we consider to be impossible. Someone says, Can you do that? And says, I can do it. Says, so impossible. Why? Because you can never do it. And the person picks it up because they've developed that tool there. And you also, now, your mind also, if you allow the, the development of what the scripture calls the renewal of the mind, then you'll be able to do things that will be considered by others to be impossible and beyond the ordinary. But the first thing I want to establish is, the mind also is a tool given by God to accomplish certain things, just as the hands and the feet are given for a definite reason. Now, let's give an example in Scripture about how the mind was used to accomplish something. Now, in Romans chapter 7 and verse 21, Paul had a dilemma I find a law that when I will do good. He said, evil is present. Verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after my inward man. So I desire uh, to, to work in the law of God. to work in obedience for my members. All right. So operate in a certain way. But he said, but I find another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And then he said, in frustration, who will deliver me from this body of death? So what Paul was saying was, I have uh, desires within me, right? You look at it on the outside, I have a desire for my business to grow. I have a desire for the trajectory of my career to be this way. I have a desire, you know, for certain things to happen. But the problem is, I cannot, I don't understand how these desires will be realized. I I have prayed to God about it. I've called upon God. But God wants to teach us the tool that he is going to use, that he has given to us, through which that particular thing will come to pass. That's why when Paul prayed in Philippians 1-7, He said, don't be anxious about anything, which means the mind. Don't entertain fearful thoughts. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will guard your heart. Then he went back to the mind as the tool. Whatsoever things, in verse 8, he said, are pure. Whatsoever things, he says this, are true. Whatsoever things are honest, he goes on and says, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think upon these things. Now you got to deploy. And then the next verse, he went on and said, those things which you have both learned and received and heard, it may do. And the God of peace that answered that prayer will be with you. So he talked about deploying the mind there in the fulfillment of the things that you have Prayed about. So, I want to see the role of the mind, a very powerful tool given to us by God uh, to overcome limitations within our environment, uh, to overcome obstacles around us. Uh, uh, what we have taught and where people are practiced Christianity is almost like a mindless religion, religion there, which means we have eliminated the role of the mind. We have asked God to move the stool for us from one point to another instead of making use of the tool that he has given and then asking him to strengthen us and strengthen that tool. But what we do is, Father, we are asking. And when it comes to things where the mind needs to be deployed, what happens is people just pray. Now, prayer is part of it and I've shown here, and then uh, to deploy that tool, instead of doing that, we are waiting for God to simply get it done. So what did Paul say after the frustration? He said in verse 25, Romans 7 and verse 25, he said, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then he said, I thank God through Jesus our Lord, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, which means I desire, all right, after my inward man, the law of God after my inward man. Now he said, I understand it. With the mind, I will fulfill, all right, that inward desire. With the mind, I will translate my business to be that which is consistent with my desire. With the mind as a tool, I will. In other words, God will walk through my mind to bring about the fulfillment of those things that are right on the inner side of me. Now, we've bypassed the mind there and, you know, we've taught this and everything looks hocus pocus, and everything is like a myth, all right? But once we begin to understand this, that's why last week I talked about spirituality and the fact that if a person is spiritually minded, a person who is operating in the spirit, minds the things of the spirit. A person who is operating in the flesh, minds the things of the flesh. If you are spiritual, it has to do with your mind, what you set your mind on, how the Holy Spirit handles and operates. How is your life transformed? By the renewal of your mind. So the mind is what God uses to overcome things. So if you look at it practically here, man therefore looked at it and says, we want to get to the moon. The tool that was used to get there was the mind of the man. Man says, we've got to fly a plane. The tool that was used to get there was the mind. Uh, You say, well, in the past, people came and said, you know, uh, the reason why these children died was because of these witches and wizards when the child was born, they were flying around, all right? The mind now went to work and people understood that the reason why these children were dying in this family was because of this thing that is within, uh, right? hereditary here, we correct it in this way and all the children begin to survive. So there's the deployment of that. And we've got to understand this clearly here, how God walks through, all right, our mind there to get things done. Now, if Christians understand this, then there's going to be a massive revolution on the earth. There's going to be an explosion of spiritual realities there. Because what Satan is doing is to place a blindfold over that mind. And it's almost to keep the mind out of things, all right, that we're doing. Daniel, all right, in the book of Daniel chapter 1 and and verse 20 it tells us about Daniel. So what we need is for God to walk through our minds. It says, in all matters of wisdom and understanding, and the king inquired of them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and the astrologers. So he inquired, he tested them. In other words, you apply for a job. Now, the way people look at it is, well, I will apply for a job, and the favor of God will come upon me. You know, I will just walk into the place, And and, I know we have all these things and, you know, and God's favor will just come upon me. But everybody in scripture that got a job in scripture, that God promoted in scripture. We have Daniel there 10 times. In other words, we all went for the job application. The Christian had understood and allowed God to work in their minds over a period of time. So when they were tested, when questions were asked, if you are a boss and you test the people, questions are asked, and you find out that these three people have 10 times more understanding than all the other people, that's a light that is shining forth. That is how you're going to say, this is the person or the people we're going to pick. All right? But what we have thought is, you know, and I'm saying this politely, that you can be daft, but then the favor of God will just come upon you. Uh, you get to the place. He said, well, you know, they asked, me. I didn't even know anything. They were asking me, but God just came through for me. All right? I was just talking nonsense, but God showed up. There's nothing like that inside the scripture. Uh, Joseph did not become prime minister by talking nonsense. He had power of comprehension there. Now, now we've got to understand this. All right? Daniel did not get there by just he understood recently and, and i'm saying this because people have just say something now you have to clarify yourself because people are so emotional that you say something they interpret this is what you mean i'm not talking politics i'm just saying something i i recognize here before i say he's a trump supporter and you can't even give an example all right listen there was even an example in the message that will have fitted perfectly with the message but because it was a politician that said, if I said it during the message, ah, they'll say, Pastor is PDP, or they'll say that, yes, they will, you know, people, people just associate anything you want to say. So you say something about Trump, you're a Trump out there. You say something about Biden, oh, are you supporting, are you supporting people that support gay? And they'll start harassing you. All right? So calm down. I just want to give an example that I saw. Okay? Everything doesn't have to, you don't have to. Not, everything is not a conspiracy. All right. So, Here's the point here. This woman was appointed as um, Justice of the Supreme Court, you know, by Donald Trump uh, about some weeks back. And, you know, they were attacking her because of her faith, all right, because of her moral stand on certain things. There was that opposition, you know, and she spoke about her Christian faith. But a moment came when she was going through, when they were vetting her in the Senate, it was a very proud moment, all right, for, for, for somebody who professed the faith. Now, what happened was that the senators were asking questions and the senators have assistants, they are young people from the ages of 25 to 35, who actually do the research work for on the, on the, in, the, in the Senate, most of the people, if all of them are between the ages of 25 to 35, they really do the research work, they find out the information that they give the senator, say this is everything, he reads through it, and then uses institutional memory to make a judgment call. So, what happened was that they had those people behind them, they had the dossier, and they were asking her questions about judgments that she had done in 1987, a judgment that she did in 1993, a judgment she did in this court in 2006, and they were asking her, she was answering, and then one of the senators just wanted to show something. He said, you say, all of us here are asking you questions, we have assistants, we have associates, we have a dossier here, we have all the papers here. Madame... All right, George. Can you show us, all right, the papers that are before you that you are using to answer our questions brilliantly on the spot? And she bought a white sheet of paper and it was empty. She was answering all the questions from her head. They were checking files and documents. She was answering from her head, and she never said I've forgotten about that thing. She said I remember that judgment. What happened in this case? They will have to read it to be able to say it. She will say it directly from her head. Just, just that thing just put her. Way. It was almost like she's above all of us that are seated right here. All right, and that said something about Christianity. Not that you get there and you're saying inside the office that let me tell you, and you get there, you you are you are you 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 are touching everything in the office in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. They now question you on the, what they employed you, and you're saying, eh, 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 God, let me tell you, write this down. God doesn't support daft people. Listen, write it down. Okay? He does not support daft people. Are you following what I'm saying here? Because people think that this thing is just about, and we're going to see this, is erroneous ideas we have accepted where people just tell you things and you just take it in. All right? And and without really hearing what lies underneath everything. So, Jesus, okay, Wants to walk through our minds, and I want to show how this will be done. And and, and 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 today, I just quickly want to teach at least and start a detailed teaching as to how the how you develop, all right, by the Spirit of God that tool to recognize opportunities around you. Now, because your and I don't care whatever you are saying, your environment is pregnant with opportunities right before your eyes today is just that you know you capture data through your eyeballs but you interpret it with your mind in other words all right what the eyes do is to capture the data but you actually see things through your mind so opportunities are there but well, if the mind is blinded, then the mind will not be able to interpret those things correctly and be able to recognize. But there are growth opportunities. I'll show it from the word of God. This is why Jesus has a very low tolerance for either under productivity or, or when being unproductive. There very low tolerance for it. We see in Luke chapter 13 and verse 7 that Jesus spoke about a vine dresser. And this vine dresser here, it says, then he said to the dresser of the vineyard, he said, behold, these three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Three years. Nothing has come. It's not profitable. He said, cut it down. Why should he occupy space? Uh, Jesus is like that. Cut it down. All right? Now you have got to be productive. You can't just say that you are entitled to things. And one of the mistakes is, you know, people are just feel entitled to things. You think that people, look, I I know you don't like this, but it's the truth. The fact that you are you graduated from university doesn't mean that society owes you a job. All right, there there are jobs out there, but you have to develop the skill set to match that particular the jobs that are available. You can't just say I graduated, therefore they owe me a job. In other words, I don't have to contribute to the growth of the enterprise, but you have to pay me something because I was sponsored by my parents to go through school for you to owe me something. Can you imagine what people are saying? All right. And people think that way. Okay? Now, so it's a mindset, yeah. So there are growth opportunities. That's why Jesus has very low tolerance about it. And I'm sure that. this. Uh, but before I get into it in scriptures, recently I was reading uh, a book, and this applies, I believe, generally to everything. And it was about church. And and this man said he had worked as a consultant, he'd been in ministry, that he advises pastors. And he said he had gone around the whole of the United States and there was no church that he went into in America, regardless of the size, big, medium, or small, that they did not have growth opportunities they were not willing to respond to. In other words, no matter... Ha- the size of the church they were missing out on some growth opportunities no matter how well you are doing all right there are more opportunities for growth than you are responding to no matter how well you are doing there are more opportunities for growth all right inside that place than you are responding to that's why when you talk about a, a one of the things about building an enterprise is delegation because the, the business, right, of, of a top person is to recognize opportunities and then to hire people that will help to maximize those opportunities, delegate it, and build a structure that will extract the full capital out of those opportunities there. And the person that was hired also within that opportunity maximizes the full capacity by finding smaller opportunities within that opportunity there. And that's how things grow and things are built up on the earth. All right. Things grow and things are built up on the earth. I mean, if somebody listen to me, if somebody walks up to me today, I'm going out there and somebody walks up to me and tells me that, Pastor, this thing that you said inside this message, this I understood what you said. I'm just saying this to you. Now you hear what I'm saying well. Hear it very well. Oh, this thing that you said, it's an opportunity here. This is my skill set. I will be able to do this in this particular way and I guarantee within six months, this is what will come. I will hire you straight. Straight. As, as I'm going like this, I'll say follow. But if you come and say, Pastor, I want a job. Eh, um, you can send the letter to the office and they'll process it. In other words, in other words, <laughs> you understand what that means? All right. So if somebody walks up to somebody who runs and says, I've spotted an opportunity, you've got to understand. That's what I, I said. On, so if somebody comes in and says, and, and, and they say that there's no job, there's no, if people will announce in a place and say, we are not hiring, what they are saying is that we are not taking charity hire. Do you get what I'm saying here? They are not saying there's no room for hire if you understand. All right? So I want to show something here. So the growth opportunities, and you know what he said? Very powerful stuff. He said, what people really are doing is standing on those. So it's almost like you plant the flower bed there, and then you go and stand on the seeds you have planted. You don't give them room. That's why I said, the biggest hindrance to your success is you. And the reason why people are trying to... I told my staff when I was doing training. I said the reason why people are finding it difficult, all right, that to find what adjustments do we have to make for us to be able to get to the next level is because if there are times where maybe I'm doing something and I, and I say I'm looking for my and my wristwatch is in my heart, there's no chance of me finding it. If I'm wearing the research and I'm looking for it. So if you are looking for the fault on the outside and you don't know it's with you, there's no chance. But the minute you understand that, listen, it must mean that I have to make an adjustment, and you look within, you'll find out is it what to do. But when you are looking without, and saying, all right, so what am I going to do? Then there will be a massive problem, and you'll never find it. So he said, you stand on it. And this comes through, like I've said, erroneous but fixed ideas. Which means there are ideas that we have embraced that are erroneous. But they are strongholds. They have taken roots on the inside. Very difficult to dislodge. All right? Very difficult to dislodge. We've embraced these things. Particularly in societies like this, where the level of entitlement is high. People have embraced it. You will not believe that if you enter BRT, think about this, and your brother is the governor, you know that's the end of that brother, that you are in BRT, and your brother is governor of the state, and you are entering BRT, and your brother is the governor. Wait, I don't get it. And you are entering BRT, you don't have a car, and your brother is the governor. In other words, he should give you state money. That's what you are saying now. Your brother is the governor. And you are in BNT. Ah, oh, that man is wicked. Ah. Oh. All right? But then we shout, corruption. Corruption. Corruption must go in Nigeria. Corruption must go. It's almost like people shouting, corruption must go. It's like it's not a, their turn. When is their turn now? How can my first cousin? How can my first cousin? How can my first cousin? Be the minister of mineral resources and, and... He grew up in a house. Listen to me. We grew up... T- you don't understand. We grew up together. People will say you must be... Crazy. How can you? Because there's a method through which I make progress. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where out of my belly will flow what? rivers of living water. I know even as I've said it now, some of you shake your head and say... This man, so our hope has died. All right. (laughs) For a better tomorrow, I had prepared the papers I was going to give him to help us give this person. It has just died. All right. (laughs) So it's important that you don't just have fixed and erroneous ideas. All right. And those things just came by tradition. And we embrace these things. And it affects the way we see life and our level of productivity. So this whole earth I want to show is pregnant with opportunities. Alright? Even when negative things seem to happen like COVID-19 and it actually affects the businesses of people and there seems to be a downturn. There is a physical law and the Bible says, everything that is a law in the fiscal is a law in the spiritual. So every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If businesses go down here, then some opportunities are created elsewhere. Thank you. For listening to today's podcast, to listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 818 God bless you.